0: Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Hello!
1: Welcome back and welcome into the season four finale of the Wildcast Podcast. Your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. As always, I am your host Adam Lund, and I am here. You know it by now. Your favorite co-hoster, mass singer aficionado, Hell's Kitchen aficionado, Big Brother aficionado, Poutine Fest grand prize winner, and now vaccinated. Mr. Jeremy Boucher, how are you feeling? I'm Pfizered up,
0: baby. <laughs> uh, no, uh, very good, Adam. Um, yeah, so if you didn't uh, notice my copious amounts of uh, social media posts yeah, about are, being vaccinated. I'm uh,
1: sharing it, yeah, um,
0: I put it on my Facebook, my Instagram, my Twitter. Uh, I did go and get my uh, my first shot of Pfizer uh, last Friday. Um, so when the government said that uh, anyone over the age of 12 with uh, Two medical conditions. Uh, could go get a shot. I I said, well, okay, well, uh, a I have asthma, um, and two, um, well, um, apparently the government of New Brunswick thinks I'm obese. Um, so, I don't I, yeah, don't. I don't. I don't. So they don't. said uh, anyone with a a uh, BMI body mass index over forty. Uh, is considered obese, uh, so I did mine. Mine was forty one point eight, so I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll go get my my vaccine. If you're calling me obese, so <laughs> I did, and um, yeah, so uh, it feels great.
1: Uh, feels great now. How did it feel then, though?
0: Yeah, well, I was gonna get to that. Okay. Uh, so, um, if you don't know, I've I have, a, I have ex- extreme fear of needles, so this yes. was the first needle I've ever gotten in recent memory or have I've gone by myself I had nobody to hold my hand <laughs> Um, oh, it's that bad? It's it's that bad. Yeah. Um, I've I've fainted in the past when I've gotten needles. <laughs> um,
1: so for true OGs, if you were listening from day one, I think you talked about having a fear of needles, but you're up for a, a tattoo if the Wildcats had won the Memorial Cup. We We were getting that neck yeah. last year. Yeah, that's something I would have to... And don't forget, Chris, you're in on this too. Don't yeah. think we forgot.
0: Anyways. So, uh, yeah, fear of needles uh, just comes from, you know, I fainted once and it wasn't pleasant. Um, ever since then, I've just, you know, I've always needed someone to you know, be there with me. And, uh, you know, so I just said, you know what? I'll go face my fears. I'll go myself. And it didn't hurt at all. Uh, You barely feel it uh, going in your arm. If you go for blood work, uh, those needles hurt a lot more uh, than these vaccines. Um, So that was great. You know, you wait around for your 15 minutes. um, Oh, but man, by Friday night, I could barely, like, lift my arm this high. Oh really? Um, and I had like a bad headache. Uh, I was extremely fatigued. I went to bed at like eight eight thirty on Friday night, <laughs> which is, I mean, what a half hour before regular bedtime. Pretty much. <laughs> um, but honestly, by the time I woke up Saturday morning, uh, the pain in my arm was gone. The headache was was gone. I was still tired, but you know, I think that was the first time I ever had a red bill in like fifteen years. Yeah. Um. But by Sunday I, I was feeling fine um, and I feel fine now uh, no side effects um, so yeah and it's you know you can tell like they're really starting to get this uh, this, this doses like in the arms yeah. like right now they you know they opened it up to 40 plus uh, today uh, so next week I'm assuming next Monday or next Tuesday it'll be 30 plus
1: that's what I'm hoping for I mean bonus I don't have two conditions yeah <laughs> I'm healthy. But I don't get my vaccine early. Um, You said today you were asking Chris and I how old are Chris gets to go get his because he's over forty. I'm like, Mm -hmm.
0: God. So I mean, if if they so hopefully
1: next week I'll be able to get mine.
0: I'm I'm thinking you know by at least by middle of next week it'll be open to the thirty plus group. Yeah. you know, the 20-plus group, you know, there's a possibility that uh, anyone who wants a shot in New Brunswick will have a shot by June June 1st. Yeah. You know, at least uh, maybe that second week of June, which is which is really good. Uh, you, you know, um, so, okay, keep them coming. Uh, so the, did they tell you when you're going to get your second
1: or when you're allowed to get your second one? So they
0: said 14 weeks. Uh, okay. So they said, uh, you know, watch for an email. You know, you might get a phone call. Or when they say you know, um, that six, that 16 and over group, uh, with the two medical conditions, uh, your second dose, you can go online. So I'm figure you know, first week of first or second week of August would be my second shot. So, Hey, I can, I can hold off that, that long. Yeah. And if the, you know, they, this long, exactly. If they keep, you know, if these, if they keep coming and the vaccines get rolling in, you know that fourteen weeks could be ten weeks, yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, by you know mid uh, mid July, uh, you know, you're fully vaccinated, and it's it's. It, hey, I would have absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um. So yeah, your uh, your turn's coming if you haven't already <laughs> got it. Uh, wait your turn. Don't be a line jumper like I felt I was. But uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, I don't feel I'm obese. But hey, if the gave government you, thinks gave I, I rules, am. Yeah.
1: I'll 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 call myself obese <laughs> for a day. They gave you the rules. You followed the rules that's, and you, uh, right. you were the youngest one there, but you followed the rules. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was very much the youngest one there. I felt very uncomfortable. I was getting some serious looks. Uh, you know, I was trying to, my sister was, you know, probably an hour ahead of me and she was in the waiting room when I was in the line. Yeah. And, uh, she said, she texted me. She's like, why are we the youngest ones here? And I said, cause we're a fat family and all like, uh, <laughs> so, uh, honestly, um, I'm not, I'm not a, I wasn't jumping lines or anything like that. No. I wouldn't do that. Uh, but you know, if the government thinks I'm obese, I'm obese. Right. So uh, I just went ahead with it. I like it. Uh, all
1: right. Let's get right into it right away. We've got a jam packed show. Uh, so now we're on our second of three finale episodes. Uh, our final update for big brother, big brother Canada this year. Um, did I win? Was I close on so my random third I'm place? Pick, oh, third place—that's um, much better. I think I think that's the best I've ever done on random picks. It
0: was a, it was a really good guess. Uh, the finale was really good. Um, so uh, the the final three was Tara, uh, Braden, and Tashawn. Um, Tashawn won the uh, final uh, Hoh competition. Uh, well, this is three. The final Hoh is a three part. Right. So Braden won the first part. Uh, so he automatically went to the final. And then the second part was Tara against Deshaun. Deshaun won the second part. Okay. And then so then Deshaun faced Braden in the final H.O.H. Deshaun won. And then Deshaun got to pick um you know who he wanted to be with beside in the final two. Uh he he just he he decided to take Braden, uh because there would him and him and Brayden are of a well, well they're, they're black. Yeah. And so uh, no black uh, individual has ever won Big Brother Canada, so that was part of his speech. He's like, "I want, I want one of us to be the first black winner of, of Big Brother Canada." Can't hate that. No, it, it's it's super valid. Uh, you know, I was you know, concerning the, how diverse the cast was this year, um, yeah. I, I it made complete sense. Uh, and he won by you know he won six to one in the oh, final wow. votes. So um, I thought it was going to be bitter jury uh, when the jury were asking their questions and saying, "Oh, why should we vote for you?" Um, they were, they were almost giving it off as if they were bitter against Tashawn. So you thought, okay, well maybe they're going to make Braden the winner, but then it ended up being six to one for Tashawn. So um, it, I, it was really a really really good uh, a good season. I think it will go down as one of the best uh, Big Brother seasons I've I can remember. Yeah. Uh, it was really really good. Um, you know, in terms of uh, the drama, uh, the comps, uh, just the Feel of the season was was really uh, so high would he I, have
1: would he have had that six one win you think if it would have been him against Tara like if he'd have picked Tara
0: oh he probably would have won seven nothing against Tara. oh okay yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. um so only I uh, if it
1: was like I you know we want the first black winner plus I think I can beat this guy I don't yeah. know if I can beat Tara
0: oh Tara uh it would have been seven to nothing ah no because Tina would have still voted for for Tara for Tara so it yeah, probably would have been six-1. six one still six to one yeah
1: all right well. That's two out of three. So, thanks for the cue and uh, for some late hockey getting us through two two full seasons of TV shows. I highly doubt we'll see that next year, but uh, we're close on Mass Singer. Uh, if we were, if the draft was closer or the Wildcats were in the lottery, we might get the uh, three for three. But, uh, Mass Singer, back to weekly episodes with eliminations. Uh, Robo Pine, who was Tyrese, who I'll admit I knew from Fast and Furious, didn't know he was an actual singer. Um, so,. Uh, good on good on them for finally guessing that one uh piglet I mean it was confirmed I sent you a message it's Nick Lachey. the the voice was was his I've been telling uh, you that for weeks I know the uh well I was starting to come around to it um it's funny like I said that first clue package you get so so locked in on someone and I was yeah. thinking bachelor blah 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 and then I was like that's not even close to correct by week mm-hmm. two um the damn the Dan, Marino, clue, Marino clue I found the and that's as soon as Nick said oh I know that if you go on, if you look up Nick Lachey, Dan Marino, you'll find a picture from some celebrity football game, uh, and Nick Cannon's there as well. Um, you know what? I'm still gonna hold a small hope and hope that I'm the only one that thinks Russian Dolls is the other part of 98 degrees, and the whole group's on there. But I think you're you're likely right on uh, on Hanson. But there's only two of them this week, which I guess two, three, two, three. They could.
0: It's still the, it's still yeah. Hanson. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just it's. It's, it's weird when it comes up. Two three of them. It's yeah. it's Hanson. You can't tell me anything different.
1: Uh, Black Swan. I'm gonna go with JoJo.
0: I'm on board yeah, with that I one. I heard
1: her the other day singing, and I'm like, that's that's pretty much it. And Chame- <laughs> Chameleon and Yeti.
0: <laughs> Chameleon and Yeti. Song.
1: I got nothing. Uh, I have nothing all season. Um,
0: I I still think Chameleon is Wiz Khalifa.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna go with the most deaf, which is who Layla said. I don't really know who he is, but most definitely Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So we'll find out, and we'll uh, we'll keep you up to date on the uh, the Twitter. Um, and if you want to follow us on Twitter, Monkton Wildcast, Instagram Wildcast Podcast. Now on TikTok. Again, I don't know how much we're going to do there. But please don't like and subscribe right here on YouTube. Uh, quick question. Mr. Boucher, in yep. the four years that we've done this show, we've had some wonderful leaders uh, on the ice. Aspero, Pelts, Hudson, Forche this year. My question to you, a young team. You you naming a captain next year or are you gonna go with some A's and see kind of who stands out?
0: Definitely naming a captain. Are you okay? You have to. Um, I think you have to. Uh, I think you go with uh I think you would Dawoo as a captain. Okay. Uh Langwas and Hay. <laughs> By Christmas those two might be gone
1: anyway. And that's that's kinda why I say A's. You yeah. know, give Philip Daou an A, Langwan A. And then, you know, I always like having a defenseman as an A. So Hamel. The, yeah, Hamel. Uh, we'll Hamel as, def- as an A. Yeah. You know, if, if Daou is here till Christmas, I can definitely see him being a C. You said last week, asked me a night before the draft if Daou was still here. We kind of talked about things off when we went off air. I, I just think they go with three A's. Maybe even Barbashev gets an A. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but I, I think they go three A's um, and kind of see who... Takes the reins as a leader, and, and you know maybe Langwa steps up as an A, and he becomes a captain as a twenty year old, but then you're, when your one year captain's kind of you know you may you, you kind of want to name a captain for a couple of years for a guy who's going to be here.
0: Yeah, um, it's a good point. Uh, I think I think Dawu is is your captain next season. I think Langwa gets a gets an A. I think Jake Stewart gets an A. Yeah, uh, and I think Kamel will get an A as well. Uh, I see. I mean. I think Langwa would be a fantastic pickup for any for a team that yep. wants to contend next year. At the Dau, Exactly. Dao would be a fantastic pickup. Yep. I think Dao is going to be one of the best 20-year-old forwards in the league next year. Uh, and Dao would be just, you know, that um, someone that you can throw into, like, a third line on a really good team and he would fit in perfectly. Uh, and then that leaves you, you know, with Jake Stewart and Hamel. And, you know, I have nothing against someone like Jake Stewart being a captain for the second half. Yeah. Um and then but give an A to one of the younger guys, one of the younger players. Like uh, personally I think Nathan Casey is a future captain. Uh, I don't know if a 17-year-old Nathan Casey would get an A. Um but <laughs> Darcy
1: could be another one.
0: Darcy or 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 an Olsen or you know someone yep. or a Pilot or a Paven. A Paven I think would be
1: yeah, you know yeah, yeah. he's
0: got enough A in his la- A's in his last name. I don't <laughs> think he needs another one in his jersey. But um, you know, someone like someone that can yeah, will still be here. If I know we're getting ahead of ourselves yeah, here, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I think you kind of get where I'm going with it. Uh, but I think it's I think it's necessary to name to name an A or to name a captain. Um, just, when was the
1: last time they did just A's, or have they ever done all A's? Because I know they did the split seeds with the Saulnier.
0: yeah. I don't. And then
1: they did the split seeds there. I would have to go back and actually find that out. I never thought. I it just came to me, or else I would have actually looked that up. Um, I can't
0: remember it. I, I don't think it's. I mean, sure, it's. I'm sure it's been done, but I just don't. I don't remember it. I yeah. can't. Uh, I can't. Uh, I can't think of it. No, it's not coming to me. Okay.
1: It'll probably hit you like right at the end of the show. Yeah. You'll be like, oh yeah, I know who.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Ah. It's a. It's a wonderful question. It's funny. It's a, you know, we've had great leaders and you just, you're not sure what the team could look like next year, right? And we're going to get into that a little bit. But at some point, you want to have a captain that's here for two, three type years. But
0: that's the thing. You, you need someone that's going to get a letter and then kind of carry it yeah. with them as, as they progress. Uh, that's kind why I Kind of what think our, our guest did, right? Our guest yes, were coming up. Exactly. Yeah. We have a, uh, a special guest for those
1: listening. You're going. Oh, I think I might know who that guest yeah. is. So that's <laughs> there goes my pen. That's clue number one. So all right, let's get to news notes around the queue.
0: News and notes from around the queue. Just before we do this, yeah, uh, I do have something for you. Okay, and I have something for myself as well. Oh, okay. So we have a little bit of fun here. All right. uh, I have a fortune cookie for you. Thanks. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> So you know how, like, the, in the kids, the kids, they say, you open up your fortune cookies and they say, they read and they say, in bed? Yeah. Well, we're going to open up our fortune cookies <laughs> and we're going to read it and then we're going to say, in bed. at the Avenir Center next season. Oh, at the Avenir Center next yeah. season? All right. So mine's already open. It's already cracked. Uh, I'll go first, I guess. All right. Mine says, be prepared to modify your plan <laughs> at the Avenir Center <laughs> Next season, which is great because hopefully these COVID <laughs> protocols and these one-way walking uh, yeah. signs will be gone. So, uh, Avenir Center, be prepared to modify your plan. All right, I got
1: uh, be tactful. What goes around comes around. Perfect at the Avenir Center. There we so, go. Yeah, that's, what goes yeah. around comes
0: around means we're going to be walking around in uh, circles. No, not we be yeah, going, yeah.
1: every. We can go either way. Which either is way. yeah. I, I one of the last two games, I was standing at the uh, the edge to go down to my seat. And I took down my mask to have a drink of beer. And the lady's like, uh, you have to have your beer at your seat. I'm like, what? Like, I, I'm doing everything you want me. But whatever. That's that's for next year. Uh, major news coming out of the queue the there, Valdor Ramuski series. Uh, there was a reported case yesterday, which paused that series. Um, again, we've heard that a series, any team getting it, could eliminate them. Um, so it looks today, or that was Monday, Yesterday it came out that, uh, well, there was no case in Ramouski. They didn't really know. Both teams are being monitored, and they will play. Um,
0: I mean. It was a prank call. Was it? Oh, my That's God. That's what the Quebec media are saying. They're saying that a, a, a player on Ramouski received a prank call saying that it was someone from Quebec Public Health calling. So when the organization or the league contacted Public Health, they said they had no record of contacting that player or, the, or anyone in the team. So come on sick. Like there's sick people out there in the world where you literally, I don't know. That's ridiculous. But it's so easy to do that right now. I mean, if you go on Google and you that, you know, that text to voice translate, thing, it's just so easy. I mean, it's like you have a collect, you have, this is so-and-so calling from public health. This is to confirm that you have tested positive for COVID-19. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah. Oh man! Like, um, it's so easy. But come on! Like, yeah, that, it's,
0: that's silly. That's that's what's being reported by Quebec, by some of the Quebec media. Um, so yeah, I mean, don't prank call somebody and say they have COVID nineteen. Yeah. Uh, I, did, imagine, I didn't hear that part. That's you can only imagine the uh, that's garbage. The just the the fear. I guess I went through not just Rimouski but Val d'Or and Blainville and Victoriaville. And all the teams because they use the same
1: ref in the yep. same building, right? Yep. Like I think Quebec's big enough that they'd have they'd each have their own dressing room, I would imagine. But mm. crazy, Jesus, that's so stupid. That is terrible. Yeah. For whoever did that, shame on you. Um, there's a special place in.
0: You're not getting the stick tap of the week. You are not
1: getting the stick tap of the week. Uh, You're the, getting
0: the high stick across the face <laughs> of the week. The uh,
1: the draft lottery takes place tomorrow on the QH, QMJHL YouTube page. Uh, Moncton is not part of it. Uh, well, indirectly, indirectly part of, part of it, but not quite. Uh, the Dakar have forty three percent chance of winning this thing.
0: <laughs> We've seen how well that went.
1: Yeah, the Eagles have a twenty eight percent chance. Uh, the Phoenix have a fourteen percent chance. The Rampar have a ten percent chance. Which, like we said before we started this, uh, if they're going for Memorial Cup, whoever that player is, is headed to a, a team in the future. And the Mooseheads have a five percent chance with a pick of Moncton. So anyone but Halifax. Anyone but Halifax.
0: I can echo those uh, those statements. <laughs> um, you know, um, we've seen how. Well, the Saint John, right? Yeah. Saint John had uh, was that the that was the, the Joshua year? Uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they had like a five percent chance, and you know they ended up winning it. So um, anything can happen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think. Uh, all of the fingers will be crossed in the uh, Wildcats organization tomorrow. That it's anybody but. Yeah. Even if it's Cape
1: Breton, it's anybody but uh, but Halifax. Uh, the Maritime Finals, the Islanders have a 2 nothing series lead. Uh, game three goes tonight when you listen to this. No, game three goes last night when you listen to this, so the series could be, um, be over. Have you watched? It will be over. Have you watched? You think it'll be over? You think? Oh the yeah, I no. think so. I think the uh, I think the uh, the Titan win game three. Shoot, uh, that's okay. Well, it wasn't a full beer. It was, okay. it was still empty. <laughs> the uh, you can tell it's season finale, folks. Uh, no, I think the Titan get at least game three. Uh, but what I noticed from watching, have you watched the all the games? Mm-hmm. It looked like the the Titan came out in game one and they wanted to play the same way they played in the round robin. Physical, they wanted to insert themselves, and the Islanders were like, "Nope." We're just going to play a very structured, sound defense, and when you make a mistake, we're going to pounce on it. It was the it, and it was in the back of the net. And then game two, I think Bathurst was able to kind of figure out Charlottetown's game, but Charlottetown's depth just showed that they can outlast. Uh, and you know they can play any way you want: low scoring, defensive, high scoring, and you know anytime you anytime you get five goals on Courtland Ellis, you should win that hockey game. Uh, but I think the Islanders' depth is just going to be too much for them.
0: That's why I say it's over. Uh, I think it's done. I think by the time this, um, you know, our, our our listeners, our I was going to say fans, I guess they're fans, <laughs> fans, we listeners. have fans, yeah, we have fans. I think so. Uh, by the time our fans are listening to this show, I think that series will be over. Uh, maybe you know, I've been wrong before, yep. but uh, yeah, I, I think it's. Um, I think I think we've seen the last of the of the titan, Um, you know, and just uh, if if they are, if they do in fact lose that game three. Uh, don't forget the to quarantine for two weeks upon your arrival back in New Brunswick.
1: <laughs> yep, please and thank you.
0: All right, let's. Uh, we're here. Season finale. Let's
1: look back on uh, on this group.
0: Weekly rewind.
1: All right. Well, it was an unexpected season. Um, or was it an unexpected season? The way that we. You know, uh
0: unexpected uh, for
1: anybody else in the Maritimes that Moncton would be is what they were. But we kind of expected them to be. Are you are you saying the team
0: was unexpected?
1: I think just the amount of wins that the way the team played with all the injuries, oh, yeah. everything they had. I mean, that was unexpected. Where they finished? I, I would probably say that was expected. I, I mean, I picked them to finish last. Now we also were going to have a full bubble season against the Maritimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, wh- how would you recap what was just a weird weird year with with this team
0: i honestly the I, above expectations that's for sure yeah uh, i I don't think uh i think I don't think anybody will argue with that um we saw some uh we saw some good things we saw some not so good things um and we, we, there's there's always room for improvement uh, I think the uh, what we saw from the defense in the first half compared to the second half is very promising I think we saw that doesn't matter how many players are out of this lineup; it's going. They're going to compete, uh, and you know we, I saw think we saw
1: consistency in coaching. What bringing the exact same staff back from an, a, an amazing team last year to this team? What bringing back the exact same coaching staff and having everybody buy in, having the leaders show what they needed to do to buy in? I think mm-hmm. that that made a ma- a massive difference. I,
0: I couldn't agree more. Uh, I I just. Um, you know, uh, I think Dan Lacroix has shown that he's, you know, capable of of, of coaching at the next level. Uh, I would love to see him back next season, a full season with a young team. Uh-huh. Uh, just to, you know, we're gonna play, we're gonna play sixty, sixty eight games next year. We're gonna be going to Quebec. We're gonna be going to Nova Scotia. We're gonna be going to PEI. Yeah. So, w- I want to see Dan Lacroix behind the bench with this group against those teams. Uh, just to see how we will fare, because uh-huh. uh, I think, you know, if we would have gotten to play some other teams in the second half, if we would have played some Quebec teams, our record would have been a lot better. Yeah, uh,
1: it just if we'd have got to play some Nova Scotia teams. Our record might have been been better. That's right? what
0: I mean. Like, you know, I think we we could have we would have won some games against Cape Breton. We would have won some games against Halifax. Uh, we would have won some games against Bay Como. You know, I could I can just keep naming teams yeah, that we yeah, would have yeah. beat, right? Yeah. And uh so the they were a lot better than their their records is. The, you know, th- to say that they were what they do finish thir- was it thirteenth or fourteenth or something over fifteenth. <laughs> my math is terrible. Fifteenth? <laughs>
1: yeah. 17 yeah, 15 sixteen, fifteen, fourteen fourteenth, fourteenth.
0: Fourteenth. I I had to go to the playoff or yeah. the percentage, fourteenth. So this this team would have won a lot more games yeah. uh, if if they faced these if if they faced the other teams. That's why you know I'm looking ahead to next year and thinking that they're 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 gonna they're gonna look good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know I think they're there's there's no way this team is in another lottery spot. There's no way that we're, Halifax is gonna get um, a lottery pick of ours two years in a row. Uh, you know if you look at there's just too many teams that are gonna be unloading next mm-hmm. season. Um, and Moncton's just going to take a step up. You know they're going to get a full season in. They're going to uh, play against teams that they can beat. They're going to play against teams that they shouldn't beat and still win. Uh, so I th- honestly, I think looking ahead to next year, we're probably going to be middle, hopefully middle of the pack. I wouldn't, you know, uh, in that in that seven that seven to ten range overall. Yeah, I, w- I would I would have absolutely nothing wrong with that because it's still going to be a young team. If they yeah. can finish, you know, bin- middle of the pack next year, there's you know, they're, they're going to be looking good going forward. So I think,
1: I'm trying to remember, I think early in the season I said the strength of this team was the defense core. Now, that was with Spence and Stewart and Deong. Um Once you move out Stewart and, and Spence, the the defense got really young. I still liked what I saw from Yassenza. I think um, another year of him growing in the game, just limiting some of those uh, we saw it in the Bathurst games. He was easy to get rattled, uh, and then he took some penalties. It was easy to get under his skin. Um, You know, Pelot kind of stepped up. Olsen was up and down. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see McKinney. Um, And then Thomas Darcy. Like, just a... I I would... I don't want to say they weren't the strength of this team, but I thought they held up fairly well. I think, obviously, the strength of this team ended up being the forwards. And just... I mean, this team... Being so young, knowing the system, getting another year, hopefully, with Dan Laquan. Even if he does get an opportunity, Boyce, Heptic, Salvis, they've been in the system for two years. They can kind of step in. And and things won't change as much. And I just, this is a crazy good young core that gets to move up, Mm -hmm. move together one more
0: year. Yeah, for sure. And and they're only going to get better. Yeah. You know, it would look, uh, if they can get, you know, something like a Hopkins or or a in the lineup next season, it'll look even better. And uh, then of spots, the slot guys. Remember I last know, year? Remember
1: last out. year? There was like three spots that were three or four spots that were for sure. You know, Hudson, Stewart, Forche. Mm-hmm. Now there's. I mean, we'll get into it after we chat with our guests for next year. But there's two forward spots.
0: There's maybe. not not much, <laughs> uh, not much open. Yeah. Um. So, which is ridiculous to think. I mean, you're. You're going to be in your the second year of a rebuild and there's no spots on your roster? Yeah. I mean, come on. Um, but I guess it's good. It's good. It just shows that they're drafting well. They're getting the right free agents. And, uh, you know, they're getting players that want to play here. Yep. And if that continues, then <laughs> there's going to be nothing <laughs> Sky's wrong. Sky's the limit, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, well.
1: All right. Well, I mean, if we're going to look back on last year, why don't we bring on the guests we've been teasing all show to look back, not only in this season, but his season and his career in the QMJHL. He was drafted in the fourth round, 64th overall in 2016 in Charlottetown from Anaganish, Nova Scotia. He was a major leader, not only on the ice, but so much off the ice in his time here. Number 92, Jacob Hudson. Howdy, welcome in, man?
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: No problem. I guess uh, first question, I mean, what do you remember about that draft day in Charlottetown? Because I think Jeremy's got some memories of it. I think he was there.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, no, it was a great day. Uh, we went over the night before uh, on the ferry to PEI's in Charlottetown at the East Link Center. Um, I was actually uh, ranked to go in the ninth to 12th round. Um, wasn't really sure if I was going to go to the draft, to be honest. Um, my parents convinced me to go, um, said it's a once in a lifetime, and uh, and, you know, it was, it was a great day. Uh month ended up taking me in the fourth round, um, was super excited. Um, and yeah, um, after that we had, a um, a, a team, uh, well, uh, a draft dinner, I guess. Uh, all the, all the prospects, they had dinner for us, the Wildcats at the hotel and, um, yeah, it was a great day overall.
0: Cause you know, yeah, you mentioned you were ranked in the, you know, ninth to twelfth round, um, uh, I mean, did you? I guess how many teams did you talk to prior to the draft, and did you have any any information that you might go in the fourth round like that that sooner or earlier than uh, than you were actually ranked?
2: Um, I had thoughts of it, um, but like I wasn't exactly sure. Um, my my grandfather and my parents they both thought that I I was going to go higher, um, but yeah, I mean i i didn't I didn't want to get my hopes up. Uh, it was where I was ranked. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I just kind of, I, I had my hopes, obviously you want to get selected as early as you can. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I didn't want to get my hopes up in case something happened, but, uh, yeah, I was lucky to get drafted fourth, fourth round by Moncton.
0: I guess, uh, not a lot of people know this, I guess some people do. Um, but, uh, tell us what it's like growing up with, uh, with Dennis Bonvey as, uh, as your uncle and, uh, what kind of advice did he give you, uh, as a player?
2: um oh dennis has been awesome um my whole life um he's always been somebody i looked up to he's been my hockey idol um you know, he, he's just always been there uh, throughout my whole career he's been amazing um you know anything i could go to him with anything um hockey or even life related um and yeah you know it, he was big this year um you know in my uh you know, in a situation with the 20-year-olds at the start of the year, um, I wasn't playing. I, I was the odd man out. And he was kind of talking me through it and helping me and talking to um, Richie and, and Dan. And um, he just kind of kept kept giving me hope and kept sticking me with it. And, you know, I, I, it all worked out. He was always positive And uh, he really helped me through that stage. And, um, you know, I, I've been in touch with him. I, I keep in touch with him. He, he helped me um, get to my position next year, um, at St. Um, and yeah, he's just always kind of been there for, for everything throughout my career.
1: So, you know, you, you touched on it there. The, uh, you weren't the only one that, you know, obviously wanted to be on the ice. I think 2,200 fans wanted you on the ice. Um, <laughs> you know, every night, uh, you know, just for what you brought on the ice, I guess, you know, how tough was that? I mean, you, you showed it off, you know, off the ice saying all the right things you were you know, in, from what we could tell and and see, you know, practicing hard, doing your job, um, leading these young guys, just, you know, for a guy that's playing 64, 59, 63 games in your career to kind of not play as much in what's already a very weird year. Just how did you, how did you cope with that? How, how, how difficult was that?
2: Um, I mean, it was tough. Um, you know, I've always kind of been in the lineup throughout my career. Um, and just, uh, the toughest thing was watching to be honest like uh in practice like I I would gelled with the guys in the room I was always talking and then the biggest thing the biggest change was just game days and not being able to play um you know but like I said like my uncle Dennis helped me like I was talking to the guys like um I was talking to my parents they just kind of kept giving me hope that I would be in the lineup and it was just like kind of like a just kind of like day to day thing. I just kind of coped with it and, you know, it, it was what it was. And, um, I, uh, yeah, like I said, a day to day and, um, you know, in the end it all worked out. Um, Moncton, Moncton was where I wanted to be and, um, yeah, it just kinda, it just kinda, I'm, I'm really happy it worked out.
1: So are we actually, if, if we're going to be honest, so are we, um, <laughs> you know, do <laughs> Thank you think, you. do you think, you know, you talked about, you know, watching, being the toughest part do you think that kind of helped in the second year the way you just kind of took off maybe the first year you're able to see things on the ice because you know the game moves so fast and you you see it on video when you're doing video stuff but do you think actually have being away and being able to see the see the game as it transpires just kind of maybe helped you in that second half when you literally just could do no wrong
2: um you know what the biggest thing was i i was able to watch i was able to um you know from the from the bench like whenever you're on the ice you don't see how how the players play and and, you know what their instincts are and stuff so I got to watch and get a feel for how each player kind of plays the game which definitely helped but I would say the biggest thing would be um my conditioning whenever I wasn't playing it wasn't like I had to like rest myself for the game that night like the coach would tell me like oh like you're not you're not in this weekend or whatever and I would train so hard throughout the weekend and uh, have, have Sunday as my kind of rest day and then same kind of thing next week. Like I would grind. And then once I got back, I was, I was in such good shape and I felt so good that it just kind of led to how I played in the game. And then I just knew, uh, you know, from watching all all the, all the other guys and I I knew what their instincts were and yeah, it just kind of, kind of helped with, with my conditioning. That was the biggest thing. I I felt really good and, and getting to know, know the players, it, it was huge for me.
0: I guess we'll I guess we'll uh, turn it back I guess to your uh, your, your midget days and uh, you know being a part of the Cape Breton West Islanders first Atlantic team to to win the TELUS Cup. tell us about that and uh, you know how your how your jersey is now in the Hockey Hall of Fame does that get you like free admission for the rest of your life or <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, yeah I mean it was a great year um, well I guess I'll start with the my my first year midget I, I got drafted to Moncton. Um, I came to Moncton camp Uh, things didn't work out they actually wanted me to go play junior a but I wanted to go back to midget because I knew we had a really strong team coming up Um, and yeah I mean the whole year it was just we had we had good players like we had Avery Warner uh, who was drafted to Cape Breton Um, we had Ryan McClellan who was drafted to uh, Cape Breton also and then he got traded to Bathurst a bit and uh, and then he won a Mem Cup with Ruane. Um We had Keenan Gillis. He had a great junior A career. Um, Colton Ellis. Um, you know he, he's with Cheryl He's with Rymowski most of his career. Um, I, I feel bad naming names now because I don't want to leave anybody out.
0: <laughs> Jake you know, Stewart, the, Logan, the Chisholm. Stuarts, Logan Chisholm. The uh, two
2: Stewarts, Logan Chisholm. You know we had all these good guys <laughs> among and, others. Yeah, among others. Yeah, and and like out of that whole team, like so many of the guys went on to keep playing junior a hockey or junior b hockey and uh, and have good careers but going back to midget everyone we we're all from the same area like um when you come to quebec like there's guys pulled kind of all over um you know the eastern canada and you know the cultures are different like quebec culture and nova scotia culture and language and stuff but back in midget there was everyone was from the same spot and uh, you know, everyone just got along and, um, just did their own thing. Like we had so much fun at the rink. Um, you know, everyone, it was a treat to go. Uh, we actually practiced three times a week, which in, in Moncton, like you're on every day. And, 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 in, in the Halifax, like midget teams, they're on every day. So it was a treat to go to the rink, uh, every time. Cause we didn't get that much time at the rink. Um, and yeah, like just having so much fun together. Uh, We created a bond and we just, we did everyone just loved the game of hockey. We all came from little hockey towns. Um, And yeah, so we went, we, we had playoffs. We had a great year. I think I'm pretty sure we finished first. I can't even, I don't even remember. um, in the league. And then we had a great playoff run. Um, We played to tradesmen in the first round, played Picto County uh, in the second round. And then Dartmouth, um, all pretty good teams. Uh, we went on to Atlantics. Um, we kind of struggled a little bit in the round robin. Uh, I remember a game where we were playing Mary machine. We were down a couple goals and we had to fight to come back, but we ended up beating, um, the Moncton Flyers, uh, who were ranked to win it all, uh, um, all year, they were unstoppable. Um, and yeah, we just kind of came in and we stole that from them. And, st john's maple leafs they were also a great hockey team uh, they actually beat us and we luckily snuck by them uh, to play moncton in the final um and then yeah we went on to telescope um that was actually the first time i ever been on a plane um going <laughs> over to prince george um and yeah it was just awesome over there um you know we, we had no idea like we had nothing to lose kind of like this year in playoffs like no one really expected too much out of us but we just wanted to play hard and um that's what we did and um we we lost I remember we lost to Mississauga in the in the uh, round Robin and you know they're um they were kind of uh cocky I guess like they were kind of full of themselves and um then when we beat them in um uh, the semi-final um we they were the first place ranked team and we were the fourth going in we beat them in the semi-final and I mean, they like they were brutal with the media. Like they were talking trash about us. Say like I don't know how we lost to these guys. Like they're no good. Like trash in our hockey team. It was wow. very, it was awful. And um, it's yeah. And then we went and we played um, Jacob Pelte in the in the blizzard in the final. And I mean, that was just a crazy game. They were up two nothing. I think we tied it two two, and then four two. I don't know. It was just a crazy game and we ended up going into overtime and, uh, it was really anybody's game. Um, our goalie Colton Ellis played stellar, uh, the whole year. And, you know, he, he really kept us in at that game. Um, and we, we scored the, the, uh, the winner, um, Logan Chisholm, um, just kind of threw a puck on net and it went off the goalie blocker and up in the air and it just kind of bounced in the net. Um, and yeah, it just celebration started there. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I was just on the ice. Um, you know, we we just got the cup. We got all our stuff. We got our medals, and we actually got our Telus Cup rings, which are awesome. Um, and our equipment uh, guy came over to me, and he just said, "I'm I'm gonna need your gloves and uh, and your your jersey." And I was like, like I was thinking, like what 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 for? And he's like you're the first, um, you're the first guy out of, uh, well, we're the first team out of, um, out of Atlantic Canada to win the Telus cup and, and you're the captain. So they want your Jersey. So, um, I mean, I, that was, that was, that was shocking to me. Uh, you know, I never expected that. Um, and yeah, they, uh, they, after that I, I went in the room and I took my Jersey off and, um, you know, a couple of, couple of weeks later uh somebody took a picture and sent it to me at my jersey helmet and gloves um in the hockey hall of fame along with logan chisholm's hockey stick where he, where he scored
0: have you been to see it yourself yet or
2: i actually haven't um i just it's kind of it's just so out of the way in in yeah. ontario <laughs> I've, I've never been i'm not my parents aren't big travelers um i'm, I'm a homebody both of my brothers um they, they, they don't go too far. So, um, I mean, yeah, it's just kind of out of the way. I hope to get to see it someday. And, um, yeah, until then I have just seen pictures of it. So, I mean, it's, it's still pretty cool.
0: I guess, uh, I'll follow that up. Cause you obviously, you know, you, you went on to win the championship against, uh, against Jacob Palce. How often did that come up in the, in the dressing <laughs> room? And, uh, you know, was it, uh, you know when you guys I guess when you guys first met uh, at that training camp was there any uh, chirps? Just, uh, when, when Peltz
1: showed up, he just walked in with his ring. He just
0: Hudson just <laughs> walked in with his ring. He's like, "Hey buddy, welcome to the team with his telescope <laughs> ring." So was that oh. uh, was that kind of a friendly uh, friendly chirps between the two of you or or what's you going know on what there? like
2: it uh, it was friendly for sure, but you know like. We we there was kind of a language barrier there as well. Like I was all I was all English and he was all French. So like I didn't want to just like come right out and say it. But after a couple of weeks and getting to know each other and stuff, I I had to pull it out. On him. I just I had to. I remember um, being at the tournament at the Telus Cup and hearing that um, Moncton was really interested in Jacob Peltier and like it wasn't a surprise that they took him at the draft. If he's an unbelievable player. Um, and yeah, once he, we, we kind of met a little bit through, uh, we used to go to the v Ritz camp in, in Fredericton, Moncton, Wildcats prospects would go. And, um, you know, it, we kind of met a little bit there. And then once we got to Moncton and in the room and getting a little more comfortable with each other, I, I just had to pull it out on him.
1: <laughs> I like it. Um, so we've had Richie on like in, in talking about your Jersey being in the hall of fame and um, you know, I've said many times, this is, I, I, got here in 2018. So this is the first kind of class that I'm seeing of a few years that'll be able to, that'll be graduating. So it'll be very different not to see, um, like Tristan DeYoung's number five and you're number 92 in the ring. Just, do you remember the day that you got to, uh, you got to wear 92 for, for the Wildcats? Cause you know, Richie tells us, I mean, he's not a fan of high numbers, but when your numbers in the hockey hall of fame, you kind of, you get that number. Do you remember how that, uh, how that kind of went down?
2: Yeah. So. Um, so I, I, remember my first year, um, uh, when I was still in midget getting called up, I wore number 16 actually. Um, so I guess I'll start like, with my number, why I picked it. So there in midget, there was they, like, they just hand the jerseys down. Right. Yeah. So like, it's not, you get your Jersey every year. Um, so there are these two guys, uh, Declan Smith, Brad Kennedy, who wore them before me and they both were drafted in the queue. So the number was open and I was hoping to get drafted. So I, I kind of, I kind of took it hoping for some luck and that's why I picked 92. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, yeah. So um, I was, I had number 16 penciled in um, if I were to make the team um, my, my going into my second year, I guess with Moncton um, my rookie year. Um, So I had 16 and then there's a guy uh riley McRae, uh he came from erie um and he, he was with the wildcats and he wanted number 16 so uh he kind of was talking to to the equipment guy jody mitchell at the time and um you just kind of asked me he said this guy wants number 16 um so hey, do you mind giving it up and i was like no like i don't really care like 16 is not important to me like i'll take whatever mm-hmm. and he gave me a couple of different options and i he told me to sleep on it so the next day i come to the rink and i didn't even get into the dressing room yet and he comes right up to me and he says um first off uh like congratulations on the great year last year um you know he didn't know that your are like he he didn't he didn't know that my jersey was in the hall of fame he knew i was number 92 and midget uh-huh. um and he he said i didn't know your jersey was in the hall of fame that's incredible um so we we're, we're going to give you number 92 this year and i i was so ecstatic it was just awesome um and that it just kind of stuck with me next year uh at St. i i'm also going to be wearing number 92 so it's oh, that's it's awesome kind of something that stuck with me and it's yeah it's worked out it's awesome oh no well,
0: there you go right yeah. i guess uh, yeah. if it's not if it's uh, not broke don't fix it yeah. is that the uh, is that the yeah. 100% Exactly, got, exactly. I got one more question for you. It's not hockey related, but uh, I like to throw this one out anytime we have uh, you know a, a player on, on on the show. But uh, let's just say best case scenario, we get ourselves an Atlantic bubble again this summer and uh, I make my way to Annie Ganesh for the first time in my entire life. Where do I go eat?
2: <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> there's two great <laughs> spots that are on my mind right now. Um, if you're looking for pizza, don't airs, um, the wheel sub shop, uh, you can't go wrong. Um, I mean, honestly, I, I came home, uh, on Wednesday and my mom ordered the pizza uh, on Friday for me. So, <laughs> I mean, that just tells you how much I love it. Uh, it's a great, uh, I know the owner, Mike, uh, he's awesome. Uh, and yeah, it's just a great spot. If you're looking for like a, a steak or like a fish and chips, uh, mother webs, um, that's awesome there. Uh, really good food. Onion rings are amazing. Um, and yeah, those would be the two spots I would definitely recommend you guys checking out.
0: There you go. Here you go, folks. Jacob Hudson, uh, Antigonish restaurant uh, connoisseur. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, that's. We love to, uh, we love to eat. We just need this bubble to get open. Uh, you know, last one for me and I'll, I'll leave it hockey related. I mean, this, uh, we, we, we started the show with a quick question on, on who's going to take over C or if we're going to have a C and, you know, you had some great chemistry with, uh, with Langlois and Barbashev just kind of talk about, you know, being the, being the leader. I mean, you learned from, you know, great leaders last year, we had a full team of them. Um, just take that into, you know, playing with that group and, and what uh, what Langwall will bring to us next year? Because he's just he's on an unbelievable trajectory.
2: Yeah, um, I mean to start. Um, whenever I came into Moncton, um, Lane Cormier was the captain at the time, and he always made me feel welcome. Um, he like even as a call up, like coming from kind of the same area, uh, he actually played against my oldest brother um, growing up and he just kind of he kind of like showed me the way um he was great he was really good to me and then after that was um aspero Mm
0: -hmm.
2: i believe right yeah Yeah, i believe so Uh, um and he was he was awesome he was kind of a quiet leader but he just led by example he's a beast on the ice um and yeah he just kind of showed me the way he had such a good work ethic um and then coming with Pelts, he just brought so much energy to the group. Uh, such a fun, fun teammate. Uh, and yeah, I just learned so much from all of them, uh, along with other leaders in the room. And I just wanted to bring everybody together. Um, you know, I played on groupy teams, um, and I just I think that I did a good job of kind of keeping everybody tight knit. Um, and just have fun. Um, I think everybody had fun this year. Um, it was just, it was, a, it was a great year. Um, it was, it was easy. We had a lot of young guys, but, um, you know, they, they wanted to learn and, and they wanted, they had great work that work ethic. And yeah, I mean, I just couldn't have asked for a better group, um, to work with along with, you know, DJ and Dak, um, you know, Phil, um, Fort when he was here, Um, Langer, Hammer, all the, all the veteran guys, um, they were awesome this year. Um, just kind of doing, doing their own thing and, you know, just having fun, bringing the enthusiasm to the rink. Um, yeah, it it was just great. Um, and yeah, to go with, to go with Langlois, um, I mean, he played stellar all year. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think he'd be a good fit. I think Jake Stewart would still would be a good fit. I think Phil Dow would be a good fit. Um, uh, Hamill, Anthony Hamill. Um, I mean, you, you got some good uh, 19-year-olds and 18-year-olds veterans coming up, and um, you know they lead they lead the right way as well. And um, yeah, I mean, any any one of those guys that they'll be they'll be a good uh, good leader for the Wildcats. And you know the the rookies turning into veterans, they're. They're full of energy. They're gonna. They're gonna be a a, a great team in the future. And uh, yeah, the future. The future is bright for the Wildcats for sure.
1: All right, man. Well, I got one last question. It's not from Jeremy and I. It's from Chris, and he just wants to know uh, how happy are you to be going home?
2: <laughs> oh, very happy. Thanks for the question, Chris. Um, I mean, just kind of given back, um, my, my parents have driven everywhere, um, to watch me play. Um, you know, they were at most rinks in Quebec. They were all over the Maritimes. Um, you know, I, I'm I, luckily, I still have all my grandparents, um, that are very supportive. All my family is from Annie Ganesh. Um, you know, I, I have younger cousins coming up, uh, through Annie Ganesh minor hockey that I'll be working with. And, um, yeah, I just kind of saw it as the, as the right fit for me. Um, you know, I, I skated with some of the, um, ex guys over last summer and over Christmas break as well. Um, you know, I, I, the coaching staff, I know quite well, Sean Donovan, Zach McQueen, uh, Dave Stewart, and then head coach Brad Peddle. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just, uh, in the end, I just saw it as the right fit for me and, um, you know, it ended up being my hometown. So, I'm very uh, very lucky and very fortunate to be coming back to such a great spot.
1: Well, man, we want to thank you for uh, for taking the time to join us. I know that I'm not alone uh, in saying this. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be very weird not to see ninety two step on on that ice la- uh, next year. Um, so man, you know, we've had many interactions, whether it's the preseason interviews that we've done. Uh, that didn't start out so great, but we've, we've gotten better together over time. <laughs> um, you know, to watching you on the ice, man, it's just been a pure pleasure to watch you night in and night out, uh, grind away and then as well do everything off the ice. So if you want to say anything to your, to your fans of Moncton, I mean, the floor is yours to, uh, to finish this off, man, cause you've earned it. Thank
2: you. Um, yeah, just to the fans in Moncton, um, you know, I, I, I I'd say five years, even whenever I was a call up, um. You know, they were very supportive of me, you know, coming on my whole career. Um, they have always had my back and always supported us. So, um, you know, my hat goes off to them. They've been unreal my whole career, and uh, I can't thank them enough for all the support. Um, and yeah, you guys, thank you guys very much for having me. You guys have been very supportive with us as well. Um, you know, it, it's great seeing the Wildcast podcast jersey in the stands and um, nice. yeah, we, we really appreciate, uh, all you guys have done for us.
1: All right, man, no problem. It was, it was a pleasure. So thanks for, thanks for joining us. Thank
2: you very much. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Thanks Jacob. All right. Take care. Yeah, see ya.
1: Just an absolute treat. Uh, we said it a couple weeks ago. I mean, it's going to be hard to not see five on the ice. And I think it's, you know, I was talking to Tristan, he was kind of walking around the arena. This is literally like you've, you've had this where you've seen guys, come in, draft, develop, graduate. I mean, this is my first time actually seeing, like, Justin Dion got here the same time I did, Jacob Hudson. Um, I mean, he was my second preseason interview mm. when I started this show. So um, it's it's going to be very weird, and, you know, I can't thank the guy enough for, for joining us.
0: Yeah, it's not like the NHL where you can have a, you know, a 10 or 15 car- uh, season career yeah. with the same team, right? Um and in in Jacob Hudson's case, it's it's not often where you see a you know a player, um, literally be with the same team you know yeah, the entire the time. I know he played in, in that in his when he was sixteen, he played that. I think he played that max that ten games as a call up rule. Uh, you know, and it, I think he played it. I think he played nine or ten. Um, and then he had uh, a, ten according 10, yeah, to yeah. So he elite played his, played that full that yep. uh, that ten game rule. Yep. Um. So he had his ten games in the second half. And then you know a full timer the next year. So you know he's literally been one of those guys. You know at sixteen playing at sixteen all the way until he's twenty. So uh, you know that's rare. Uh, that's rare in junior hockey now. Um, so he's been uh, you know he's been one of those uh, one of those warriors, one of those you know an ambassador really now for the for the Wildcats yeah. that uh, you know for for many many years to come. And like you said, you know like his cousins, you know if they're coming up through uh, through minor hockey, you, you might see one of them wearing the Wildcats jersey and. Uh, I don't know, he didn't tell, he didn't say how old they were, <laughs> but, you know, they could be playing 10 minutes right now. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's, it, it could be, you know, we could see another Hudson in, uh, in, in the lineup, you know, in, in the coming years. So we'll see.
1: Um, it's fine. I didn't want to ask him, but I mean, we talked about, you know, did he deserve to go and have a chance to win a cup somewhere? And um, he absolutely did, but I'm glad that Richie made the decision to not move him, give him a chance and allow him mm-hmm. to, to be a leader and, and be, here for this team and teach this team going forward so that takes us into next year man i mean there's you know we kind of touched on a little bit we went from maybe four forward spots and three defense spots for sure um being nailed down and now well our starting goaltenders nailed down most of our forwards are nailed down and i think it's only defense like that there's i mean and even that like what what do you
0: what do you see in um ad wise ad wise uh well i think your first line is is going to be would be loshing uh Daou and barbachev okay i had langwa Dao, and barbachev yeah um I, 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 think I think we're gonna split hairs
1: here on well i think La-
0: langwa is such um you know he's he's a i don't see him as a first line player but he's like a second or third line player yeah
1: i i just wanted the connection with barbachev maybe they bring that connection next year and you mm-hmm. know LaCroix goes with pairs of guys instead of sets of three, and, right. and Barbashev and Langlois is a pair. Um,
0: I think I see uh, LaBelle on the second line. Yep. Um, and I think we'll probably go out and get a 20-year-old center for that line, and okay. then we'll have our Euro, our Euro on the right side of that line. Okay. Um, third line, you know, that's when it starts to get a little uh, – little Weird for me, but I mean, I have Lang on the on the right side. I have Casey in the middle, and I have Kluche on the left side. Uh, and then I have, you know, if if Rossi comes, I have Rossi on the fourth. I have Leblanc on the fourth. I have uh, Lexi Danielle on the fourth. Yeah. Uh, and then you just, I mean, that's your four lines. Um, so there's really, and you still you have to find a spot here for your your 18th overall pick. Yep. Which I had the third. I had
1: on the third line. I had him and Stewart and a a euro or a free agent or a twenty year old Mm. there. I just
0: realized I don't even have Jake Stewart on my lineup. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's 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 actually ridiculous because you're you're the second year of a rebuilding year and you have a hard time finding room for your players. I don't think you had Kluczyk on there either. Yeah, I had Kluczyk on my third line, but uh, that's the thing. It's so tough. Bernier, Bernier, Bernier could be a twenty next year. It's it's just it's it's very tough to put this lineup together next year. I mean, I think the only logical openings we have are would be like a, we're gonna need a 20 year old forward whether that's whether that's Jake Stewart whether that's Gabrielle Bernier uh, or whether we go and get somebody like yep. we're gonna have Daou in the top line as a 20 and then we'll need another one and we'll need another one on the, uh, you know on the back end on probably. the back end for sure we're, yeah. gonna, we're gonna need two 20 year old forwards and one on the back end for sure yeah um so do I think Bernier? played well enough to be 20 next season? Mm, maybe. <sighs> do I think Jacob Stewart deserve a spot on this team next season? I, I do believe Jacob Stewart deserves a spot on this team just I, uh, for what he brings. I was going
1: to say, he just brings a little bit more with the face-offs mm-hmm. and the penalty killing. Yeah,
0: and his leadership. Like, yeah. Leadership is yeah. number one. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like on the... on the. So that's uh, your two 20-year-old forwards, Dao and Stewart. Dawu and Stewart. Um, but I don't know if Daou- I don't know if Jake Stewart has that... He's not a second line player. You know, yeah. he's, he's someone that would, he's a third line player, but at the same time, if you have a 20 year old on your, on your, on your, as a forward, usually they're playing the top two lines. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if Jake Stewart has that, the, you know, the, the offensive upside to play a second line. I just, he's not that type of player. Um, so that's where it gets kind of tough for me. Yeah. Uh, and then you're trying to, and then at that point, you're still finding, you're trying to find a spot for P- Paven. You're still trying to find a spot for Richard. Richard,
1: I think Pavin stays at forward? I mean, he's done enough. He was great up up there with limited, you know, limited I would. players player. But you think I he, hundred percent, I would. would. Okay, yeah, I would. I just wonder yeah. if it's kind of the Aspro situation. He's played forward. He's, you know, he's been up there enough. Does he maybe come back to defense because mm-hmm. you can, you know, there's a little bit because he, he played a defense a couple games and I, I I liked him no matter where they put him in the lineup. But I yeah. think I think for him to find a spot, it's a little bit easier to, for him to find a spot on the back end especially when you're going to have a, a, what, 13th Euro pick, um, 18th overall, maybe 22nd or 23rd if Hopkins doesn't come back.
0: Yeah, so it'll be so like 13th. The, you know, I think draft. Pavin
1: maybe finds an easier spot on the back end. And, you know, you don't want to say it, but, I mean, if we're going to get a 19-year-old, a 20-year-old, you know, not being able to find spots in lineups, we have the ability to move some of these guys who had great years as rookies in the queue, their mm-hmm. their draft value just gets that little bit higher, right?
0: I you know, I think as we get closer to the the draft to the draft and then closer to August and then September, you know, things this should might be easier. Things <laughs> might clear up. Yeah. because uh, you might see, you know, at draft weekend you might see, you know, someone like a stammer, you know, who's he, we know he can score. yeah, um, you know, a team might say, Hey, we'll we'll take him off your hands for I don't know pick X. Pick X, yep. right, and that just at that point you're okay. You're one less guy. Things look up. Things look easier. Um, Hopkins Hopkins is a wild card right now. Rossi is still a wild card right now. We don't know what's happening there. Um, I think the I think on D it, it's the D is kind of the easiest part right now because you have for me I have oh, Pilatus uh, Pilot, and then I think we'll go out and get a twenty. Yeah, play with Pilot. Yeah, I had that. Uh, I have Olson with Darcy. I have Iasenza with Hamel.
1: I didn't even have Olsen come back this year. I had right. Paven and Isenza, Hamel, and mm-hmm. I guess you could slot Olsen in there.
0: See, that's why I have Pavin up front because I, I there's no room for him, right? Yeah. You you need him like you need him to be to be playing, and I think the only spot you have for him right now on a regular basis is that forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why I have Pilat with a twenty year old. Couple names come. I think the one name that I would want. Is this is uh, not tampering? No, this uh, he's he's he'd be 20 next season on Blainville. Uh, is you're you, the same guy you want, you would to... never be able to pronounce his last name. Let's just say that. <laughs> All he right, got like 18 letters. <laughs> uh, but uh, de, uh, de, gros, de Grosse on Blainville, we're um, just gonna call him Yay, yeah. We're called him Sam <laughs> Sam, Sam <Yeah>. the D man, <laughs> yeah. That, uh, that works. Uh, yeah, so uh, you know, that's just who I would prefer to have. You know, I think the price tag might be a little much, but. Um, to put him with with pilot would be perfect and then olson and Darcy isenza hamel um and then you, you know you're, you're still uh just that forward and d group there's no spot there for an 18th overall pick there's no spot there for a 20th a 23rd overall pick
1: which could i guess be a benefit because you don't always have to play that first round pick especially in the 18th round right like usually the Usually, when you're in the but top, but Dinwaye,
0: wasn't he? Wasn't Dinwiddie an 18th overall yeah. pick? And then he. But came this gives he, them
1: the luxury of not, like they, you know, this gives them the luxury if they don't want to rush the kid because but, he hasn't played that much hockey. Is what I'm getting at, right? But you're
0: like, look, you're, you're a rebuilding team and you have no room on your roster for an, for a 16 year old rookie that was picked picked in the first round. I'm just saying because he hasn't played a lot of hockey last year, so he can go back. Well, it to... Well, depends who you pick. If, that, it's, if I guess, it's yeah, a, yeah, it's, yeah. if it's a player from Atlantic, he's been playing. They've been playing.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's
0: like. If you if well, a player from Quebec. They haven't, so this affords you that luxury. There you go. You might yeah. you might say, okay, well, let's send him back. But it depends on who it is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, at 18th, you could, I mean, these, these teams that are picking up like, in front of Moncton could say, okay, well, we're not going to gamble on a kid who didn't play last year. We're going to take a kid from Atlantic. You, you could get to Moncton. It could be Moncton's turn at 18th, and there's still a player on the board from Quebec that's... The third ranked player from Quebec. Yeah, 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 and it's like it's going to be such. It's the draft. is going to be such a wild card uh, that you can at 18th overall, you could end up with a player that's literally a top five pick in the draft because he just didn't get any views this year. Yeah, um, that, that and that's the only reason is I that I say
1: it's a luxury not to have is mm-hmm. because we don't know who they're going to pick. But yeah, usually, I mean, Denway was an 18th.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Spence was a 23rd. He was in the lineup. If you found a spot for Denoyer
0: on. Moncton's team, which was a bit more veteran, a yeah. bit more veteran, yeah. you can find a spot on this team yeah. next season for an 18th overall pick. Yeah, like there's, I'm sorry, but if, if you're taking if you're taking an 18 year a t- 18th overall pick and sending them back to midget on a rebuilding team, there's something wrong. Unless he's going to be playing junior A top minutes in junior A, okay, fine. Yep, but there's no reason why you know a first round pick on a rebuilding team is is back at midget. Or or playing junior ray, I think it's you have to find him, uh, have to find a spot on the roster for him.
1: No, and I had I had I had the 18th pick at the third. Well, I had him as a winger. <laughs> I don't know who they're going to pick, but I had him on the third line. Um, so I I found spot. I think the only the only position that we know is filled, and even that we don't know who's backing up is Philion. And she- you're not going with you know nothing against Shean, nothing against Geo. I can't see him going with a seventeen-year-old, two seventeen-year-olds in a rebuild year. I, I got to believe that it's Philly on, and they bring in an eighteen and nineteen-year-old veteran that, you know, can play limited minutes. Maybe a free agent, depending where you get. But I, I don't know. Do you see a lot of free agent goaltenders come to the queue, or do you see more forwards and?
0: Well, the, I mean, <laughs> there's always OHL cast offs. Yeah, um, I guess we saw
1: one of Bathurst with Sabrielle.
0: Subur- Subur- sub- 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 <laughs>
1: Scabarilla? Scabar- scrub that guy, yeah. <laughs> the guy before Arsenal and Bednar, yeah, whoever his name is. I can't remember his name. They went to
0: Valdor and didn't make Valdor. Now, anyways, yeah, um, yeah. There's always going to be free agents out of the O. There's always going to be free agents from the Dub. Uh, y- you don't see very many, you know, WHL free agents. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but, <laughs> You know, I I'm with you. I don't think with with all with fairness to to Demadia and Sheen and. Uh, you know, cats might still be in this in the in the in this situation here, but you know, if you know Philly your number one, why would cats come along too? Unless yeah. he's, unless you know there's some sort of agreement to split the to split the games. I mean, that's the only way I can see it, but. Um I, I think we'll see a, you know a free agent or or someone acquired to to back up Philion. That's the that's I I the only thing we agree on right now, so. Yeah. <laughs> that's
1: literally the only thing and maybe Dau is the first line center. That's yeah. that's about
0: it. If
1: you know, we'll 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 do this roster again as we come close to uh draft night cuz one of us thinks he'll start here, one of us not so much. Well, I you i will we'll let you decide who, you know, we'll let you decide. Let's,
0: let's, let's wait till the pick first. <laughs> and then I'll, as soon as I know the pick, I can, I'll, I'll pencil them in. Yeah.
1: Somewhere. All right. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, we said it all year long. We were not going to be Bathurst bad. It took seven injuries us for us to get where, you know, there was enough call-ups that games were getting a little tough in the regular season. Playoffs was a different animal, but, um, I mean, this second year rebuild, like you said, seven to 10, I don't. I don't see where they're not in that in that range. Like they sh- they should be above five hundred, um, because you know a lot of teams that are are going this year are going to be selling off. I think you know just in our division, Bathurst is going to be better. Saint John is still a wild card. We don't know what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Cape Breton is kind of right with us. Halifax is maybe a year, but depending they've got a new coaching staff, they should be better. Um, the Islanders. I mean, you think they could be a wild card to host which means yeah. they could, they're they kind of in a two-year window. Um, yeah, I think Moncton could potentially finish third in the division.
0: The Maritime is going to be very competitive next year. Yeah. Uh, if you look at Charlton and, and, and St. John, I mean, they, these should be two teams that are, are really good. Uh, next season, Halifax should be, you know, they have the team to probably get that third spot. Yeah. Um, and then you're, you no, know, the Bathurst. who Bathurst would probably have the third spot. Uh, and then, you know, it's a, it's a dogfight between, you know, ourselves and and Cape Breton and Halifax for that four five six. It's literally going to be a carbon <laughs> copy yeah, of this yeah, year, yeah, right? Yeah. It's like um, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be a bit surprised if, if the standings in the Maritimes division next year is identical to what it was <laughs> this year. Uh, but I, I think we might have a, a leg up on Halifax next year. I think we'll... You know they've got they've got a good group of players, but uh, I think we've we've shown you know if this team comes in every night and competes, I, I think we'll be able to to get that fourth spot. Uh, but yeah, Saint John, I mean you, you got to figure they'll uh, they'll go for it next year. Um, Charlottetown, you got to figure they'll go for it next year. Bathurst is going to look ba- a lot better next mm-hmm. year. So you know at that point, I think we're battling for fourth uh, for fourth with the uh, Eagles and the Mooseheads. So we'll just replay all these episodes next year. Basically. Exa- yeah. It's
1: it's kind of nice, though, to have that. You know, we always you always talk about we missed the rivalry with St. John because the, the junior hockey cycles don't mix up. It, this looks like it's going to mix up nicely for Halifax-Moncton. Um, did you win something? No. Oh, I just always checked the. You're always winning, so you always got to make sure he's not winning. Um, this sets up two, three years down the road. I mean, Moncton and Halifax battling in the playoffs. Uh, you know, that's... I think the biggest thing for next year is the coaching. It's his whole staff can come back. You know, we're that much, a little bit more ahead of, of Halifax. Mm-hmm. I, I like our goaltending better than Halifax. Now we don't know what they're going to add with, because they've just got Brady James, I believe. So um, it'll be...
0: It'll be, just, fun year. it'll be fun year. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, hopefully 75% capacity to start the season. That'd be nice. Uh, that would be, I mean, still, that's, we don't even get that on most, uh, yeah. most, uh, most nights anyway, right? So that'd be yeah. like 5,000-ish. Roughly. Um, if we can get 3,500 well, on an average night. We should but be let's ours. just say, there's going to be a lot more people in the building next year. Yep. Uh, we're going to be doing more traveling next year, as long as there's not a COVID-21, for credit no, alone. No. Um, no, but anyways, uh, we're not going to even say
1: that. Yeah. Um, we're going to have a full season, 68 games. Yep. Um, and yeah, we don't know. I mean, you just look it around, Shakudemi's probably not going to be as good. Victoriaville shouldn't, like, they're a team that'll get a lot I think, younger. I think
0: Victoriaville will be younger next year. I mean, Valdor's going to fall off. Blainville's yeah. going to fall off. Shakudemi's going to fall off. Uh, Victoriaville's probably going to, you know, fall off. They still have some, some players coming back,
1: but... You're looking at uh, Quebec, Drummondville, Gatineau, they're going to rise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ren Randa, I think they should be a little bit better. And then Ramuski, Sherbrooke, Cape Breton, Baycomo, us,
0: Halifax, we're all kind of in that yeah, yeah. that seven Rimouski, to ten. I mean, other than Zach Bolduc, Ramuski doesn't have much. Yeah. Um, because well, I guess they have Biakabatuka, right? He's on Ramuski yeah, now, yeah, so yeah. I mean, he's yeah, he's he's good. Um, <laughs> he's all right. But, but yeah, Bolduc and Biakabatuka, I mean, that's, I mean, you I guess you can build your team around them, but I mean, they're getting old, right? Yeah. it's crazy because next year Bolduc's gonna be eighteen years old. Uh, you know these I, young I, kids, man. They just grow up so fast. I just don't, you know. It's 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 crazy because I think you know you're probably going to see Ramuski sell the like, trade these guys next year. Like they're, in, you know, what's the point of keeping those two around when there's nothing to be a middling team for two years? Right. You've got yeah. nobody to build those t- those two around. Yeah. Um. It's so yeah. Other than you know the Maritime Division, which is probably going to be the most competitive next season. You know, if Moncton can win if Moncton finishes fourth in the Maritimes Division. That could very well put them tenth overall in the league, right? Yep. There's, uh, which is which is crazy because that just says you know you get four, you know four of the top ten teams in the league are from the Maritimes. Okay, perfect. It Done. just shows how and, and usually that's the best part about the Maritimes Division because it's super competitive. Yeah, because it's it's big markets. These were the these are where the good players want to come play. That's what makes these hockey games great.
1: And say what you will about the weird round robin, but that is only going to help this hockey club moving forward. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, two playoff games is one regular season game, so they've got a ton of extra experience all the way up and down the lineup. So it's exciting times. And we're, uh, we're going to be here from the draft to the preseason to cover it for you. But let's get to everybody's favorite part of the show.
0: Eric Murray Realty. Buy a house from him. Stick tap of the week. All right. So I'll end this one on a bit of a fluffy note. (laughs) Uh, We've said some good things about this team. We've said some bad things about this team. Some honest things about this team. Yeah, honest. I guess, yeah, bad. I'll I'll say honest instead of bad. Um, But put all that behind us, and this team delivered. Uh, They gave us some entertaining games to to watch, which they shouldn't have even been competing in. You know, it's... It's, it's tough to win a game when, you're, when your three top forwards are out. It's tough to win a game when your top six forwards are out. <laughs> I mean, it, it's... Uh, but honest to God, uh, this team just continued to find a way to win. Uh, and if they didn't win, they were competitive. And that's what we asked for from the beginning of the year. It uh, didn't matter if they lost one nothing or lost 9-1, to as long as we... We saw the effort. Uh, we'd be happy. And I think I can speak for you, Adam. We're happy. Yep. Uh, so, you know, there's uh, there's a lot of good coming out of this season. Uh, so, you know, obviously the stick tap uh, is the final stick tap of this season uh, is going out to uh, all the players, uh, the coaching staff, everyone who had anything to do uh, with, the, uh, with the product uh, on the ice. Um, you know, right from, you know, from Richie at the top down to, you know, um, your, you know, your, your fourth line, your fourth liners, your, you know, your sixth or seven, eight defensemen, your backup goalies, um, uh, you, you each had a part of this team, uh, to, to really, you know, make us feel confident going into next season. So I think you're, um, you know, uh, well deserving of the the final stick tap uh, of the season, and uh, like Adam said, we'll be back for the draft. We're probably gonna do uh, him and I. will have some uh, some drinks that evening, yeah. Probably, yeah. and uh, we'll, we'll do an Instagram uh, live when when our picks coming up. And I'll have my uh, my my notes of all <laughs> the uh, of all the all the games, all the Quebec players that I watched <laughs> this year because there's been so many games. Um, I'll have all my notes and all that to uh, and. finally pencil in our our, our 18th overall pick in the lineup. All (laughs) righty. The Stick Tap of the Week, sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team.
2: If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802.
1: All right, that brings us to the Rosemary Linden Massage Wildcat Wildcat of the Year. Um, Rosemary Lynn's massage is now open located at 1224 mountain road unit six. Uh, they offer relaxing therapeutic deep tissue massage, mommy to be massages, uh, as well as anything that you need to relax. Uh, you can call now for appointments, eight, three, zero, 1224. You can call Nicole, follow her on Facebook and Instagram, Rosemary underscore underscore massage. I mean, the final cast of the week slash year goes to our guest of honor tonight, I mean, you heard it in our interview. He, he's been everything for this team for the past what four or five years, um, from being drafted, all of his 10, 10 call up games to everything he's done for this uh, franchise. Um, you know, he 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 was a leader off the ice with the limited games. You you heard him talk about it, and and then his red Heart restart. He eighteen games, fourteen goals, sixteen assists, thirty points in the restart there, and in the playoffs, five games, three goals, one assist for ten or seven assists for 10 points. Uh, your final wildcast wildcat of the year goes to our captain, your captain, number 92, Jacob Hudson, Jeremy, that's it. We made it. We're done for another season on the wildcast podcast. Uh, first of all, we want to thank Jacob Hudson for joining us
0: tonight and everything he's done in his career. Uh, Yes, thank you to Jacob, but also uh, we want to wish a wish or say I don't know. Sure, we want to wish a uh, a very. Uh, I was going to say Merry Christmas. <laughs> wow, I'm not gonna close the show. This is why he's the host. That's why you just read all uh, this. um So, uh, a huge thanks to everyone who uh, has joined us this year. Um, you know, Jamie Tozer from Station Nason, Pat McNeil from the from Cape Breton Eagles. Even though we've Crazy to think we never saw them we here. We never this saw them. Year. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, Gareth McDonald from the Halifax Mooseheads. Mike Sanderson uh, from the Sea Dogs. Tim Rosell, our play-by-play uh, voice for the Wildcats. Aiden Northcott, uh, Mister Sox for the Charlottetown Islanders. <laughs> uh, Johnny Rocket up in Bathurst. Uh, Chris Clark from the PatCast. Uh, and of course, uh, if you did not remember this, the OG of Junior Hockey, uh, Peter Labardius, who also joined us during the season. That's a um, good group of guests. Yeah, not bad. We will try to step up our game next season, yeah. and uh, we've already, jeez, oh, we, we're already getting requests to uh, join us next season. I uh, uh, heard a rumor that uh, some uh, some guy named Sam, uh, from uh, Sportsnet, has yeah. uh, potentially yeah. accepted an yeah. invitation.
1: Maybe a voice you've heard of in the Coliseum. Yeah, he's he's, he's been
0: around. Yeah. Uh, another. Uh, yeah, we're... Another voice to the Wildcats. Another voice from the... P- from the, voice past, from the p- yeah. yeah, so we're, we're getting up there. And uh, who knows what we're going to have come draft time. Maybe the ultimate uh, the ultimate prize of uh, Mr. Robert Irving. That is the gold um, standard interview. Which would be, yeah. I think at that point, we probably shut down the podcast <laughs> yeah. and uh, call it a day. Yeah. Because that that's, would be the... Uh, that's the ultimate. The gold medal.
1: Yeah. Uh, we want to thank the players we had early on in the preseason. We kind of did a view from the other bench. We're hopefully going to be able to continue that. Uh, we had the Academy Bathurst Titan players, Mark Rumsey and Adam McCormick. Islanders for, forward Thomas Casey as well. We had Phil the Thrill from the Wildcats this season and then uh, Jacob Hudson. Uh, we want to thank the sponsors this season, Eric Murray Real Estate for his continued support. Rosemary Lynn Massage for coming aboard uh, this season. And lastly, everyone out there, everyone listening, Uh, you know, we do this show, you make the show go, uh, it's for you, whether you're tuning in on YouTube, uh, whether you stop in for the post game show on Instagram, downloading the podcast, um, stopping us, talking to us, um, you know, it's, I started this thing for, uh, for just another avenue of coverage. And now it's grown into something I couldn't believe it, you know, all the billets who, who listen, um, you know, who couldn't be here this year, who've reached out a few times to, to thank, well, they reach out to me because I run the social media, but reach out to us for the, for the continued coverage just to give them an update. Um, I mean, this has been a weird year. We had late starts, restarts, four months of no hockey. Um, you know, this is a trying time and everyone's mental health. This, you guys helped us as much as we helped you. So we can't, uh, we can't do it else without you. So thanks for everything this season. Um, thanks to you for showing up every week, bud. Well, except for two weeks ago. Well, other uh, than that,
0: but, yeah, hey, when it's your turn, get your friggin' vaccine. Yes,
1: 100%. Get your vaccine. Guys, we're going to take a little bit of a break. We're going to be back in mid-June to get you ready for the 2021 QMJHL presented by Fenblast Blast on the QMJHL YouTube page. That is it. Get your vaccine. Stay safe so we can have a regular season. Have a good night.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast. <laughs>